0: Rising 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 girls Hello dear listener. You're listening our Rising Girls Global podcast. We are from Rising Girls Global, an initiative powered by Dior and UNESCO, created under the program Women at Dior. We would like to support younger women aged 17 to 25 to land a job in one of five sectors. Business and Finance Creative and Arts, Communications and PR, International and Public Affairs, and Tech. In these podcasts, we aspire to share inspirational stories from younger women on their journey and amazing achievements at such a young age. You can be anything. There are a lot of choices. And we are here for you. Today we are meeting 33 years old Laure Champval from France who has achieved a successful career in, in the communications field. She has worked in reputable communication companies such as Ogilvy and Publicis Lux, And she is now based in Paris working as a freelance project manager. Her educational background is related to international management. Hello, Lo. We are thrilled to have you here today. Thank you for accepting our invitation. Hi, Vilma. Well, thank you for having me. I'm
1: really glad uh, to help you <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and to
0: help all of these girls, if I can. Um, thank you again. And uh, let's start uh, our chat about uh, your career. And let's yeah. start from very beginning, from your childhood. What did you want to become when you were a child? Did it change well, your
1: later years on? Definitely did. Um, when I was a child, I wanted to <laughs> to work in the police. Uh, you know, I wanted to be a scientist in the police and, um, you know, check DNAs and stuff like that. <laughs> And um, finally, uh, with the, the years going, uh, with the high school and, and things, um, I've changed my mind. Actually, um, I've been a bit lost at some point. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, so during my uh, studies, I, I stopped actually the studies for two years. I went, uh, to, I went to London. I lived in london etc and then i came back uh still didn't want didn't know what i wanted to do but i knew i wanted to keep going on my studies um so i entered um um a business school sorry and um and actually, it was when I did my last internship <laughs> that I've decided that I, I worked in, the, in advertising uh, because my last internship was the best, and uh, I finally found what I wanted to do.
0: Yes, I really wanted to mention that you did your studies in management and I wanted to ask how did you decide to work in communications after your studies in management? Uh, what uh, was your internship about? Yes, actually, so yeah, I did. Um,
1: uh, it was management, but not only. Uh, we had also marketing. Uh, we had a bit of law, a bit of, you know, uh, in. What I found interesting in business school is that uh, even if you have, at some point, um, uh, like a major um, course, it's still, um, how can I say that, um, various Um, and you can touch a bit of not everything, but a bit of many things and uh what I did is that I did management in my second years, and then I went to Monaco uh to do some um, well I went to Monaco in the international University of Monaco and I did a six uh, six months uh studying marketing for luxury brands and services so that's. I think that's what made me um, wanted to, you know, come back to marketing and communication. And my last internship, um, well, my last, yes, the, the last in my studies was actually my last internship as well, <laughs> before I work. Um, I did it in, um, in an advertising company called Ogilvy, uh by the time it was Ogilvy and Mather but now it's just Ogilvy because they all the all the brands they had it was Ogilvy 1 Ogilvy Extra they all fusions um, so now they're just Ogilvy and uh, I did some traditional advertising what I call traditional is when you have a campaign and you have to do one movie that goes on t v or digital, and one k v so it's a key visual that you're gonna print, maybe use on your Instagram or your website, uh, a bit of radio, and uh, yeah, it's what I call traditional because it's what we used to do in the back in the times and and now um and now obviously when we talk about a campaign we imagine uh, social media we imagine display we imagine influence i mean it's way more complete now than it used to be
0: this sounds a very interesting story <sighs> and there are many young girls who uh, want yeah. to Break in the field of communications, but they do Mm -hmm. not know exactly what people in the field of communications do. Could you describe, please, some of the main job roles in this domain? Sure. Um,
1: It's um, um, okay. There are many, many jobs in communications. You cannot imagine how. Uh, large it is um, unless obviously you are in but I'm gonna principally uh, uh, talk about my my field in advertising companies um, it's huge I am a project manager so obviously in this part uh, you have um, someone uh, like a director and then you have the uh, advertising director, etc. Then you have all the creative parts. Um, so you can be a copywriter, you can be a, a web designer, an art designer. Um, it's it's really complete. Um, then when you go uh, on um, on a brand, uh, you have the product manager, the brand manager. I mean it's it's huge really and um and more we are going with time with the everything on uh, that is becoming digital you have many options you can be a community manager you can be an influencer maybe um you can be um, whatever you want actually <laughs> uh but what i would say is that with time going, digital becoming really a huge part of our lives, new um, new jobs are emerging all the time. Um, when I started, I didn't even know that a community manager existed, uh, and I think it didn't. Um, now you can be a creator of content, um, but as a freelance for a brand or for someone uh, sometimes you can be copywriter but specialized in some sectors or for a kind of brand is it a big brand is it like uh, a google or i don't know or is it a small brand a new brand that needs some content it's really really various (laughs)
0: And as a person who has many years of experience in the field of, of communications, would you mm-hmm. say that marketing, advertising, and public relations are connected to each other?
1: Yes, they are definitely connected to each other. Um, actually, yesterday I had um, this uh, big meeting with one client. And uh, um, it's just to give you an example. um and at some point, someone said, no, but if we imagine all the time this kind of action, this kind of, um, it was principally, here it was, what, what, what was the the subject already? Um, I don't remember what was the initial uh, thing that provoked this conversation. But someone said, no, but we cannot concentrate uh, only on this kind of event uh let's say and the boss said but yes actually we need to because everything is linked if you work on this it, let's say it was events if you work on these events they're gonna have um positive impact on our um image for the brand okay and if we have a good image then we're gonna be popular to someone else because They're gonna see we have notoriety, we are known, we organize big events, and they're gonna be interested. Um, It's all linked, uh, and sometimes even if marketing, uh, I'm talking as the advertising girl right now. But if marketing, they want some, they have some objectives. They, they, what they do is they uh, analyze everything, all the numbers and stuff, and they have objectives. Um, We as communicants, it could be be PR, it could be else. Um, We need to um, work on communication based on what we know, uh, what we do, and trying to answer what marketing wants. So everything is deeply linked. And everything has an impact on the other one, definitely.
0: You already mentioned uh, clients. Could you give an example of what has been the most challenging demand from one of your clients in your uh, career in the communications agencies? And maybe mention how did you find a solution to this?
1: um so i think about this question <laughs> i i have many aned- anecdotes so i don't know if you want to hear them but
0: of course except
1: that <laughs> but except that i'm gonna start with i don't have one big problem one big challenge that come back to my mind right now with one client but why what i can say is that clients want them all (laughs) they want them all (laughs) so (laughs) what you have to do is deal with that um and actually there's always a solution so you have to think about i don't know if it's a problem on the planning for example on timing um you have to think about okay maybe we cannot deliver everything for this Special date, but I can deliver half of it, and you deal with the client. The fact that you're gonna uh, deliver half of it, and you ask him what is the the priority, and then you deliver the rest a week later because you had issue, or because at some point it's not your problem; it's the client that needs it earlier than uh, it was it was supposed to be, and uh, and you have to you don't want to lose your client, but you will accept that you want him to be happy and you're going to be happy when you're going to deliver everything. You want the the, the relation to be nice. So you try to find a compromise, uh, even if it's his fault. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't have one specific example, but really there are, I mean, Yes, when you find a problem, when a client says, oh no, I, would, I need that earlier. Or, oh no, I said blue and you did it purple. I don't know, I'm, I'm really inventing uh, things right now, but there are no issues, really. You can find a solution to everything. And what I forgot to say is that mostly you have a team. In my job, um, some jobs are a bit more lonely but in my job you're not alone you are working with um ad directors you are working with uh, another um, i don't know advertising director maybe you're working with a copywriter i mean you're not alone in your team and also you are a team with your client so the best is to discuss what's the best solution to this problem and as i said there are only solutions
0: And uh, currently, you're working as a freelancer. Could you please share with us how did you arrive at your decision to become a freelancer? And what are the main pros and cons uh, while working as a freelancer? Because nowadays, everyone wants to be their own boss. But when they are really working as freelancers, the reality is not easy as it seemed to be.
1: Exactly. So um, here is the little story how I became a freelancer. And I'm sorry, it's not really a, like a girl boss or I don't know what. Um, actually, I was uh, ending a contract with my last uh, um, employer and uh, I was looking for another job. So as um um How can can I say that? Like an employee. Um, And I was not finding the good job. Every time I went for an interview, I was like, "Mm, no, I don't feel it. I I don't believe in it. There, There was something that really was annoying me, upsetting me. And one of my friends said, come on, Laura, why don't you try being a freelancer? And I was like, oh, come on. And I had all of this question, but if it doesn't work, how am I going to do? And if I don't have clients and if I cannot, let's be honest, pay my bills. Um, I was a bit, yeah, a, a bit scared of it. And um, he said, listen, give it a try. Let's try one month and you'll see if it doesn't work. Okay. I understand you, you're going to be a bit freaked out so and you can't find another job. Uh but if it works imagine the good life you're gonna have the good life i'll i'll talk uh pros and cons just after um so that's what i do that's what i did sorry um i became a freelancer like that like in one day i just in france it's a bit complicated you have a lot of administration to do <laughs> but i went on the website and i um Subscribe to this um statue let's say um four days later i was on an application uh putting my uh my uh my resume my profile and two days after i had my first mission and since i'm working full time (laughs) Uh, so i'm not i have no regrets really um doing that i Thanks my friend every day uh, when I see him saying that, thank you for telling me to do that. Um, And here I come to the pros and cons. Um, I think this uh, kind of, um, not job, but this way of working is working for me because I like having different clients, uh, meeting different people, um, I like being, let's say my boss on my agenda, uh, on, on my, uh, yeah, like sometimes I'm going at work. I'm going to see the, the agency that employs me. And sometimes I just need to be home or want to be home for different reason, and I can do it. Uh, this is all the good parts of it, let's say, uh, but still you're not that free. Because you have clients, so you have to make them happy and uh, you have to have this uh, professional cons- uh, conscience, you know, this Jiminy Cricket uh, on your shoulder. Um, and I think it's a good sense, actually. Um, if you are organized and um, if you can see a bit on your week what's going to happen, uh, if you have a big meeting with the client, if you have... Um, or, or, or the opposite, if you know it's going to be a day just for you working on your, I don't know, because you have to do your own bills, you have to do your uh, uh, stuff like that. And then, you know, it's your day and you can do, you can go for lunch for two hours and you're you more free to do what you want. But it's really good sense organization I think it doesn't work for everyone. People who need, how can I say that, like to be, um, there are people uh, who doesn't like to be uh, by themselves um, and for these people maybe it can be complicated to organize their week even the day because they don't know where to start or they don't know how to do to manage the the time um it's it's really depending on you i would say i mean on you on on the you girls listening (laughs) um and yeah how you feel if you're gonna like this kind of way of working or if you prefer being safe let's say, in a firm and with colleagues that you meet every day. And I can understand it's it, it's uh, more uh, secure. Uh, in France, I don't know about other countries, but in France, you have to... Um, there's a lot of administration behind. Uh, so uh, you're going to have to make sure you declare all your... Uh, all your bills, everything that you, you've earned, uh, extra, extra.
0: Um, yeah. And uh, to end with, uh, what career advice would you give to your younger self? Um, I think it's the most
1: difficult question. <laughs> um, I would say that at some point, I was lost when I was young, uh, younger. Um, I would say, don't worry. Don't worry. You, you'll find the job. You'll find what you like and what's, what's you're going to be good at. And, um, and yeah, and where you're going to be happy. I would say that.
0: Thank you, Laura. Thank you for joining our podcast today. It was great to have a nice chat about your career. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to Raising Girls Global Podcast, hosted by me, Vilma Luisa Gertan. Today's episode was written, researched, and edited by Rania Dagliani and me, Vilma Luisa Gertan. Design for the podcast was made by Elvira Manik. Rising Girls Voice by Martin Rienek. Looking forward to your company on our next episode. Rising, rising, rising girls!